Section 19 of Lives of the Presidents of the United States in Words of One Syllable. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Jennifer Beckett Wood. Lives of the Presidents of the United States in Words of One Syllable by Helen W. Pearson. Chapter 19. Chester Allen Arthur, 1880-1884. Chester A. Arthur was born in Fairfield, Franklin County, Vermont, in 1830. He went to the state schools near his home for some years, for it was the wish of his folks that he should learn all he could. Arthur was but a lad when he went to Union College to learn. He did so well while there that in 1849 he had gone through each course they had in the school. The whole time he was at this place, he paid his way by his own work. He taught school, and in this way got quite a small sum, which he laid up in the bank for his time of need. When he was through school, he still taught, and at one time was at the head of quite a large school in Vermont. As he had by this time some means laid by, he set out for New York, for he wished to take up law. He stayed here till he was let into the bar, and then made a start of his own with an old friend and schoolmate. They thought they would try the West first, but soon made up their minds to come back to New York, where they soon won a name in the state. In 1856, Chester Arthur won a suit which gave the blacks the right to ride in horse cars with the whites. A slave girl had been put out of a streetcar in New York, and Arthur sued the firm who owned the line and won his case with a small sum for the girl. For some years from this time, General Arthur held high place in the state of New York and did such work that he was liked by all. He was twice made the chief in charge of the port of New York. In 1880, he was made vice-president of our land. When President Garfield died at Long Branch, he was at once sent for to come there, and at two on the morn of September 30, he was sworn in as our president at his home in New York. In 1883, the great Star Root case came up. The cause of it was said that a ring of men had made use of that part of our mails which they had in their charge, to cheat the government. On the 14th of June, 1884, the case came to a close and they were let off. In 1884, two great fairs to show the arts and trades of the states were held in Louisville and New Orleans, which drew folks from all parts of the land. General Arthur went back to his home and his law office in New York City at the end of his term. It was thought that General Arthur would have been put up again, but James G. Blaine of Maine, a smart and well-read man who had held high place in the laws of the land for more than a score of years, was the choice of the Republicans. There was a split in the party, and he lost the day, and the Democrats got their man Grover Cleveland in. End of section 19